The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Boston Celtics versus the Dallas Mavericks. Tune in on ABC. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams. I've got a personal question for you. Do you think that dressing up can affect your mental health and make you feel better? Well, today, my amazing guest breaks down how fashion can help change your mindset right now on Checking In with Michelle Williams. Everybody, everybody, listen up. This is going to be such a fun episode of checking in with Michelle Williams. I've had a few moments with my guest, June Ambrose, as it relates to mental health and fashion. And there was an episode that we filmed on a show she had on VH1 called Style by June Ambrose. I was so insecure because I was coming out of, well, it had been a few years since I was a solo artist and no longer touring or singing with Destiny's Child. So I was trying to find my style footing outside of the group I was trying to refine it. Actually, I couldn't refine it because I had to define it. And June Ambrose really, really helped me with that. Well, we found out that it was deeper than defining my fashion sense. We discovered so much fear in me of walking alone, doing something by myself. So she took to a place where... It was a, tra a trapeze studio where I only thought that if you're training for gymnastics or the circus, that you should only be going to these types of places. But going to that trapeze place when you have to stand on the ledge, I literally burst out in tears because I had a revelation that I was scared to take the leap by myself. That was just a personal nugget. I'm just so thankful to June for helping me discover that once again, it went beyond anything that she was going to put me in fashion wise. It went beyond anything that Sir John, the makeup artist, was going to do with my makeup. It went beyond any even they dyed my hair, but none of that mattered if I was going to continue to walk around 
with so much fear. I was just literally going to look fierce and be fearful. I didn't want to be fearful. So I'm just so thankful to June for helping me take that leap of faith. Now I want to welcome to my podcast, June Ambrose, an amazing style icon herself. But she has made her clients to be celebrity style icons as well, especially in the hip hop world for superstars like Missy Elliott and Jay-Z and so many more. She's also the creative director for the global brand Puma. And when she's not on my podcast, she's an indie man costume designer for some of the biggest music videos and TV shows. But let me tell you something. She's also just a fabulous friend, wife, and mother. Please welcome, I can t- call her my friend, y'all. Please welcome June Ambrose. Hi. Yes, you can call me your friend. Yes. I'm glad you said that. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I really wanted you to just speak on your joy and also the psychology behind your styling. But as I was thinking of people to be on this podcast, especially those that are walking their journey to have a better quality of mental health. I said, June Ambrose is always smiling. (laughs) June Ambrose is always full of joy. And I was like, I never see her in a bad mood. And I just want to know, June, how do you keep your joy? Yeah, it's really exhausting to be sad. Oh, <laughs> like, exhausting you know, to be yeah. sad instead of the other way around. Yeah, like it's, I, I find that, you know, first of all, this journey that we're on in life, the cycle of life, we think it's as we're living it, that it's going very slow, but it's actually going really fast. It's a short trip, you know, if we're lucky we get a hundred years, you know. So I try to make every day count. I try to, even on my worst day, on, on a bad day and something happens that may be upsetting or disappointing. I know that it won't, that, you know, there's always a tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah. If I want there to be, if there isn't, I better make this moment joyful. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I just try to tap in. I, I think sense memories really help you to kind of stay happy. You know, when you tap back into those moments that bring you joy, like I always tell people that hate taking photos, if you feel so awkward and uncomfortable in front of a camera, tap into like sense memories and think about the feeling and the emotion, not about what's in front of you, but think about what's on inside of you. You know, that constant reminder, that technique is something that takes practice. So if you work on tapping into the joy, when you're in pain, you'll be able to call on it. Even if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't sustain you for a length of time, at least you know that you have the ability to tap into a good feeling. You have that choice. Now, some people struggle with not being able to tap into their joy, you know, for uh, for many reasons. But I recognize that is one of my superpowers. So I like to share it. And it's just, again, it's less exhausting. <laughs> it's it's uh, more fun being happy. Did y'all hear what she said. Did you get those nuggets? I mean, because I feel like you were saying, even if you are having a bad day, you don't, you're not going to let it turn into your worst day. And I also feel like if you're having a bad day, some people will let everybody know around them that they're having a bad day. Then you make everybody else have a bad day. Yeah. But Michelle is kind of like also in the occupation that I'm, that I'm in and in the space that I'm in, the creative space also I'm working with celebrity talent and working with corporate big companies, beauty brands in different scenarios and being on camera, you have to know how to put that away and not bring that into the space. 
right? So it's like, you can't walk into a client's room with a bad day. You know, you can't go on camera with a bad day. You have to find a way to pack that away. Yeah, yeah. So say you're not with clients. I'm sure you probably do give yourself permission to be like, you know what? I'm feeling a little low today. Do you ever feel low? Yeah, of course. I mean, I have moments. I mean, you know, I suffered a great loss a couple years ago. And, you know, sometimes I have sense memories of, the, of that feeling. Yeah. And that was really, to be honest, kind of like the first time I really felt like the weight of sadness at that magnitude. I had never, it was such a new feeling. Even as a child, I was a very joyful child. But I'd be lying to you if I said, do I ever feel low? I mean, this is natural. It's a natural chemical, you yeah. know, uh, balance to have highs and lows. You know, it's just a a matter of how long you're going to hold on to that moment. But even like, you know, when I lost my mom, I had like the first finding my smile again, like you felt guilty. Like I felt like, is it too soon to smile? Because I was feeling a certain way on the inside, but it was so exhausting being sad and depressed and just climbing out of that place was, was such a life-changing experience for me because it was so new. I started writing a journal about just the feelings because I felt like it was something I was experiencing by myself. And even though I have a sibling and a sister and my family was super supportive, I actually was, I was in Paris on the run to tour. I went right back to work after we let my mom to rest. I mm. literally took a week and just went back into it because I just felt like this is what she would have wanted me to do. Absolutely. You know, even in her last days, I had to take a trip to LA and you know, you know, when you're coming to the end of your life cycle and you know, she was like, no, she said it was okay to go. And I was so afraid of being too far away and not being able to get back to her. But it was like she was giving me permission to, you know, mm. I wasn't there when she passed, but I almost feel like that's the way she wanted it because I had been by her side. Yes, you know? yes. Thank you for sharing that personal story. And I'm hoping that if someone is listening right now, that, you know, if you've just recently experienced a loss, I'm hoping that June has said something that, you know, something that you can relate to, because we do see so many people, some of your favorite social media stars, which June is, and we'll talk about that. But to know like, no, everybody has a moment of loss and you will have a healthy response. Sadness is a healthy response to a mm -hmm. loss. But it was something also amazing that you said you felt guilty for smiling and I hate that we feel like, okay, well, let me be sad for six months. That way everybody knows I legitimately grieved. But people grieve in different ways, yes. right? So for me, I took control over my life in terms of my physical body. And I, I started dancing. I just started moving. I didn't have to be a good dancer, but that was my way of releasing emotions and feelings and just the, the idea of movement. You realize that the spirit is strong it sometimes it can it can overpower the, the physical and most of us are operating on a high frequency and in pain most of the time but we don't be still to listen to our bodies yeah. right but our spirits are so strong and so free that even when the body is breaking down sometimes the spirit takes over and i think in that moment of emotional distress the spirit kind of took over mm. and kind of lifted me into that place and it wasn't to say that I didn't have like grief attacks and I was having constant grief attacks. I was on a run today and I had one, but I exercise letting it out, yes. knowing that it was okay to cry. I would go to a quiet place and I would just, just let it out. It was like exhaling. 
release. And that becomes your practice, your everyday. There's no timeline on it. You know, you take your time with it. It never gets easier, but you have, you know, life does go on until you meet again. When you say that, Mm. you know, that time in between is, is for you to live and do what they would have done what they could have done or what they would have wanted for you. Mm. Yeah, I want to give this bit of advice. When you're sad, I tell this to my kids too. Like whenever I see them like that, I'm like, shake it off, I'm like move. And it's like, you know, it's like it becomes practice. Just think about something that made you happy and let it go. Don't own it. It's not because of mm. you. People grieve the loss of jobs. They grieve the loss of social, right now, yes. loss of socializing. You know, loss comes in many forms. You may have lost something. You know, your keys and you're so upset or you might have lost money, you know, and you grieve the fact that, you, oh, God, you think, oh, I wish I could have. I wish I could get it back. I mean, that's the same. Loss is loss. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, how do you get past that? That that becomes something you have to take control over. And I felt like the things that I did that I couldn't control, this was the only way of me feeling just so helpless was to find a way to smile again. I want to piggyback on what you were saying as far as moving, shaking it off. You are one of the best movers I know. When we go to these events and there's after parties, you let it loose. But like, I don't know what Dan she's doing, but it looks it looks fly to me because sadness can paralyze you. It can weigh you down. And lots of times I'll just send a tweet out. Like the other day I said, "Uh uh-uh, baby, you've been down too long. Get up, go to the Mm -hmm. bathroom and brush your teeth. When you're able to put one foot in front of the other and get some movement in, you might even have to get back in the bed, but at least you did some movement. If you can shower or get out and get the mail, you are moving. And I don't, well, if you want to say male, M-A-L-E, I'm just also, I'm saying M-A-I-L. And I don't want anybody <laughs> to feel like you cannot be sad, that you cannot have that healthy response because people feel like if you're mm-hmm. sad, you're weak. What do we say? Suck it up. No, release it. Absolutely release mm-hmm. it. You were talking about a higher frequency. And I think a way to get to a higher frequency is through sound baths. I have done a few sound baths And I just don't want people to feel like, um, oh, my gosh, there's something scary about that. Does it take you to a place you shouldn't be? I know for me that there are certain frequencies that you need to put you in a place of stillness to rid yourself of anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I've been very excited Mm -hmm. to see your IG lives and how you have your wellness Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Tell us more and and why you decided to do that. Well, you know, uh, it's hump day. (laughs) We all need a little. First of all, we're in the middle of a pandemic still. You know, there's been in the United States over 250,000 lives that are lost and numbers continue to go up. We can't not feel that sense of loss Mm. around us, no matter if you have someone that you know that's been taken by this horrific disease. Mm. It's happening. And, you know, I made the choice to find the silver lining in having to quarantine, having to, you know, not doing what I naturally normally would do. So I had a teenager at home and I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And we wanted to create one routine just because we were physically distanced. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that we couldn't, that we had to be socially distanced. We used to be a five days a week show and producing it was not easy. And you made you know, it look getting easy. Getting talent and guests. It, it took a lot out of me. 
But now we're down to two days. We have Wednesday and Friday. And I continue to do the show because um, it's something that Summer and I have bonded with. It gives us a routine, uh, something that we routinely do is a commitment. Um, and I think that's important. Um, and also we get to engage with people that we're quite fond of, that, yeah. you know, it, and really take advantage of what social media is about, socializing. And I particularly love, you know, Fridays because we, we go live with viewers and we get to really genuinely, first of all, lend our platform to something maybe they want to, you know, talk about and show off. And, you know, it's what's cooking in your closet, but we tend to get all kind of conversations going. I love And I it. love the idea of passing the mic and being able to share you know, my platform with others. And yeah, and we make new friends. We've met some really cool people online that we're like calling each other on the phone from like Instagram. I love your series, um, the part where you do what's cooking in your closet, where you kind of also got with other stylists and they tell you what's in mm -hmm. their closet. And I'm like... Can June tell that other stylist what she's really feeling about what's in their closet? Because they're a stylist, too. <laughs> yes. I had a, we had a stylist on last week. She was like pulling out all her Chanel and Louis Vuitton. And I literally have done not one bit of shopping since this pandemic. And that feels good because I needed the shopping detox because mm. I'm June Ambrose and I'm a shopaholic. Um, so it was really nice to not, you know, feel the urge to spend money. Because when you, when that's kind of part of your, your job to spend money, it kind of comes kind of addictive. Mm -hmm. And I've reevaluated the things that I need and want. Wow. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once in a lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR. 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Boston Celtics versus the Dallas Mavericks. Tune in on ABC. Hey, John, why so glum? I just got let go. 
the company's downsizing. This is the third time in the last two years. I'm done with this. Have you thought about my computer career? I've heard they can train you for a career in IT in just a few months, including cybersecurity and the basics of AI. And you don't need prior training or experience. Now that's a recession-resistant career. Wow, thanks. I'll check them out. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. Well, speaking of that, this pandemic definitely... I know it's the same here with me. I'm like, I didn't need all this stuff. But then I'm like, well, we don't need it because we're not really going anywhere or, or doing anything. Right. But what can someone do right now with what they already have in their closet? Can they be doing some revamping, some purging? Now yeah. is the perfect time. Yeah, I think both. We've been displaced from our home for a year, so we're not even in our home. You know, I've been living out of two trunks of clothes and a very curated closet, but it also helped you recognize a couple of things. Curation also makes your life a lot simpler. And it also can make you a little bit, if you've been in a creative, you know, rut, you know, like some, your own personal style and you're just like, oh, either you have too much of stuff that doesn't even get any attention. You can't, it's, it's overwhelming curating a section of stuff that you absolutely love that really, really works well for you. That's why I started doing those quick change videos where I stripped down my panties because those are all of my like favorite things that I was reworking, everyday lifestyle things. And I wanted to show people that you don't need a whole lot of stuff to be creative. And and if you don't have it, don't feel bad about not having it. You know, I, I went to my storage and I went shopping in my storage. You can start to collect vintage, whatever, like find new hobbies. You can reimagine something that you may have in your closet. You know, I got into flocking, patchworking, all of that kind of stuff during quarantine. Take up a great hobby. You mm. know, crocheting is also extremely therapeutic. And if you ever wanted to learn how to sketch, work on that. And it, there was all these things that I kind of never had the time to do that I was really enjoyed doing during this time. So silver linings, you know, find those silver linings. What did you find out during this time where you're like, I'm really good at this that you had not really done before as far as sketching or crochet? What did you find that? Um, Well, I found that I was really good at being still because I'm a hyperactive person. I'm a people person. I love being Mm. out. I love socializing and not being able to have that. Now, when I go out, I feel a little anxious because I've gotten so used to being <laughs> being still, spending being so much in. time, even though you have a family, but just being still. Uh, now I'm kind of, I'm over it, you know, and here comes the second round. I found that, you know, going on those morning runs and stuff like that have really helped. Mm-hmm. But there's no going out to restaurants. There's no socialization. There's no meeting up with girlfriends. FaceTime is where we ha- I have my play dates with my friends. We check in. And, I mean, and that's it. It's the new norm for now. I find it easier to be in my bubble than have to like, you know, I, I'm an advocate of mask wearing for some people who are, are not advocates of, you know, wearing a mask. And if they don't have to be, be out, I suggest they just stay in their bubble. Absolutely. Because, y- you know, it, you can't have it both ways. Absolutely. You know? I hope it's not too late if June comes out with her capsule collection of masks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I know everyone's like, are you going to do masks? You I'm like, know. I'm hopefully that we can get rid of these suckers before, I, you know. Okay. I and because we have been inside our house, I know I decided, okay, I've got to be more intentional about my skincare. June, you have the most beautiful skin. Besides the joy that you exude, give us two tips. You probably can't tell us everything, but. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people 
during this time had a lot of breakouts, you know, mm. also they got breakouts from the mask wearing if they weren't practicing proper mask hygiene, they were getting uh, breakouts around their chin area. Also stress is another area where you, you know, you have those breakouts for one hydration is key. Drinking as much water as you can to hydrate the skin. The body is made up yes. of, you know, it's of water. You need as much of it as you can. Um, we survived in water for nine months. We were created in water. So it's important that we hydrate ourselves. And that kind of gives us that baby-like elasticity in the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, even though babies are quite wrinkled when they're born. But it just gives you that silkiness that you're looking for. And cleansing the skin. Making that like a routine, like brushing your teeth. Like really taking the steps. I am such an apothecary-holic. There's so much that I have. But I, it's really important that I have a great cleanser. To really, really, because I have acne prone skin and mm. I struggle with acne to this day. When I get acne, I get scars and dealing with those scars, that's a whole other dynamic, right? So I, there's a toner, there's glycolic peel pads, there's also, you know, serums. I love a serum. Yes, you do. Yes. And just kind of creating those. Yeah, I, love, I live for a serum. And we also have time for a lot of self-care and pampering. We absolutely do. Yeah, focusing on the, not just the face, but the neck and the decollete and um, your feet. You know, this is a perfect time to like get those baby soft feet again because you know we we used to pump it around in our heels and stuff. Ooh, come so I, on! I'll put on I'll, I'll do like a nice petroleum jelly, like a nice jelly on on my hooves, and put on socks and sleep with my hooves. Not every night, but like yes. you know, at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. This goes for just everybody, everybody. Yeah, However, you identify. That Vaseline and sock situation, try it. Just absolutely go ahead on and do it. And also like, you know, mask, at least if you could do a mask twice a week too, is also good. What I gave you was a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't have to be luxury, fancy products. You know, you can go to your local drugstores and get, there's plenty of great things. I mean, you know, there's Burt's Bees, there's things at Walmart and Target and stuff that are great. They have great products mm. that you can do. And you look for the cleaner products. I always say, like, if you're not used to using these kind of things, try to go as clean as possible and get your skin just used to the idea of being dealt with that way. Because it is a living organ, it's a cell. Absolutely. And, you, you know, when you first, when you're testing something, and you can patch test products too. Like, don't just dive right in. You know, I had to learn that the hard way. I got this eye cream, this glycolic eye cream, and I had a black eye. So you just have to really take oh, no. it. You want to <laughs> test. I'm like a beauty <laughs> test dummy. Um, people send me some of the stuff. I'm like, <laughs> we talked about her beauty skincare regimen, but I'm sure a lot of people that are listening in, when they see your name that I'm talking to you, they also kind of want to know about some of your favorite style moments. And I won't put you on oh, the spot yeah. of, who's your favorite client, but you've done so much. And I think to also instill confidence in those whom you style. And there is a psychology behind that. How do you- I call it styleology. Styleology, (laughs) come on, June, come on. So can you break it down for us, styleology? Well, I have a career that spans over 25 years. So within that that time, you know, you, you grow- with if you're fortunate enough to continue to work with you know clients that you you grow with them right I do have two particular that I've worked with and I've known for over 20 years which is great I think a lot of my favorites are probably from like the late 90s and early 2000s like you know all of my Missy Elliott stuff and 
the shiny suit. The shiny like, suits. You know, yes. Yeah, the Jay-Z the Jay gangster moments. And, yes. You know, I mean, we traveled so much and we had so much fun. The getting jiggy with it, Will Smith, and taking him out of complete comfort zone. And just really just, you know, the collaboration between these, you know, artists, you know, was just so much, there was so much joy in it because we didn't have a blueprint. There wasn't any social media. There was nowhere to compare mm. or to be, you know, intimidated. The creativity was so pure. And, you know, when it's new, there's always, you, there's always fear. But the fact that they entrusted their image and likeness to me, I'm so grateful, you know, for so many of the celebrity muses that I've had the opportunity to work with. The emancipation of Mimi, like, you know, the wedding dress running down, you know, we belong together, you know, shooting in London, shooting yes. in Nice, the travels. But I think the biggest moments are seeing how the culture is impacted by it, seeing how the community of people are impacted by something so visual mm. and how that bit of storytelling and character development changed a generation. It made them more aware of their ability to evolve no matter what genre of music. And, you know, I've worked with white boy bands who love black culture. You know, my career is built on the back of black kings and queens. Yes. You know, I've always thought of them as royalty, even when we didn't have the look. You know, we may not have been adorning the jewels and the jackets and the logos. Yes. But for me, it was about instilling greatness. It wasn't about the next hot label. It's not about like, you know, wearing this designer if I have this designer, then I'm relevant or this gives me style. It was about truly finding a space that spoke to who they wanted to be and how they wanted to be perceived. Yes. You know, the fashion to me, like fashion is to the style what lyrics are to music. Does that make That's sense? That's so good. Fashion is to style as what lyrics are to music. When you are putting something on someone, are you studying their makeup, their mind, their personality, or or what you feel like? You know, I feel like they need to put this on today because it might change how they're feeling today. Do you believe that what you have on can change how you feel? Well, Michelle, you know from working with me that I'm very clinical. And Listen, really, y'all. I truly do believe <laughs> she had me on a trapeze some years ago on a show. I be believe was it styled by June, and it really told me about myself. How scared and just I I, I inhibit we myself. Did so well on that. Yes, we did. We shared a lot of personal things. We you know we felt safe. You know that's part of the journey, right? trusting oneself if you find that person great but just knowing that you can count on you and that's what I really wanted you to just be able to count on yourself and that's you know so we will you know we come into this world alone and certain things we will experience alone and tying back into the grief no one else could feel what I felt even my, my own sister my sibling because it was an experience that only you couldn't share it yeah you can't share it yeah even if I reacted physically to the feeling, I still couldn't share it. I couldn't articulate it. And we can articulate our emotions and our voices through style. Fashion is mute without style. Clinically, if you don't find that voice internally, which gives you the confidence, and you can always look at someone and says, oh, you could tell that you know someone told them to wear that. The authenticity or it doesn't feel organic because you mm -hmm. didn't it's about empowering that person to know that you have to own this. You own this moment. I can't make you emote. I can bring you all the tools. We could talk about the juxtaposition of 
you know, and style is also about like the talk and how you wear and the swag. Come on, and that's yes. part of also the process too, right? It's not Yours just about putting is the clothes so together. Amazing. I'm like, if I wear that hat, what is the proper name for the hat? And it's got some height. Oh, your it. chapeau. Oh, uh, well, I I call my hats the chapeau. But the um, you're talking about and you the tilt um, it a little bit. The, the fascinator. Okay. Oh, yeah, you know, you have your fascinators. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That. And I've seen how I'm, it's but it's the jig's position, you know. And I've seen how those moments where, like you said, you are on camera, you're putting everything on, and there are moments where I've seen you mix certain textures or mix certain fabrics, and I'm like, okay, I gotta continue to watch June because I personally would have never thought to put that with that, but that's what makes June June. Ambrose. <laughs> and that is why people count on you. The best of the best call you because they know that you're going to bring the best out of them. And because you are the best in what you do, Puma has tapped you as being their creative director. I had been working with them quietly. Um, awesome. uh, Say that seven, again. Eight, That's a whole nother lesson. Months. That's a whole nother lesson. Say that again. You'd been working with them Quietly. Quietly. You didn't go yeah. announce it before. That's a whole master class. Yeah. I mean, you know, people, and especially when we make the announcement, they just assume, oh, well, this is, you know, the company checking that box and tokenism is a black, it's a time when black people are really getting these, you know, opportunities are starting to move their way. And, but we had, before we, you know, we had the big, social unrest this deal was done it was done back in february and i, oh. and I quietly went into the lab and i don't believe in making announcements i think timing is everything i think we made it at a time when it was important for us to start using Got me it. to use the platform the yes. relationship to start leveraging conversations that i wanted to have when i signed on i said i want to make sure that we are speaking to you know um social justice was one and a component i wanted to address female equality especially in sports but specifically bringing fashion and style to a space at this particular company that I think is underserved, right? When you, you go to other brands and sportswear and you're like, oh, that's what I'm going to wear like on my leisure as a, as a style mm -hmm. fashion moment. Mm -hmm. You think of this particular company you, and you, they're your go-to for performance. But why can't we have performance and style and fashion? And now because we're all in this place where we're not going into the office, what does that look like? But you still want to be beautiful. You still want to make an impact. Yes. You still want to feel important and powerful. So there's three components to this relationship. And working with, you know, women was super important. And, you know, the first project that I, that I took on to, to do is to launch their women's basketball division. And the reason why it's so important is because I do feel like it's an underserved, just it's, mm. a, it's a title nine as far as I'm concerned. Yes. It's like, you have to fund it. And if you're going to fund it, that means that it comes along with conversation, provocative conversation that brings awareness to a lot of the things, a lot of issues, you know, equal pay, um, you know, th there's also race equalities. Yes. And just I want to bring all of those things, utilizing this collection and, 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 and product to speak to that because it's about lifestyle. Right. So in what's going on in your in life. life. Yeah. And it's. And it's, I think it's stylish to stand up for those who don't, who can't stand up for themselves or be the voice of those who don't, whose Absolutely. voice may be a little softer than yours. And I think that's important. And, I, and, and honestly, it becomes really part of your legacy. When I look back at the body of my work and 
fashion and music. That's one part of my legacy, but I, it didn't sit well with me that, that I wanted something more and that would be it. I don't want to be the girl that's like, oh, she was really hot in the 90s. <laughs> mm. You know, like, I'm always reinventing myself. I'm always challenging myself. As a creative, I'm always looking for things to really master. It's why I wanted to write a book and became an author. It's why I wanted to, you know, television was just an extension of me sharing, you know, my expertise, my joy, my energy, and leveraging and hoping that it would bring more consumer awareness so that I can do other things. Absolutely. And all of those components will lend back to this experience that I'm having with Puma. Like, I'm glad I had those experiences because it lends to consumer awareness. And the book was about consumer awareness. Yes. It was like, it wasn't a, a book to attract celebrities. It was a book to attract people who want to feel and look like stars. And I feel like we all have that ability. What you do for a living is your job. You have this gift, this talent but you're still human at your core. You look like me. You understand my pain. We have the same blood. Yeah, listen, we may be all in the same ocean, but we're not all in the same boat. That's good. And I think that's, you know, and that's a word to remember because it, it allows you to be sympathetic and understanding of why mm -hmm. someone may have more yeah. than you okay. and be okay with that um, or why your journey is different than their journey and be okay with that or be happy and celebratory for someone who, you know, ship may be bigger than your, but you're, you're in a smaller boat, but you're still, you're still above water. Absolutely. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once in a lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Boston Celtics versus the Dallas Mavericks. Tune in on ABC. Hey, John, why so glum? I just got let go. 
the company's downsizing. This is the third time in the last two years. I'm done with this. Have you thought about my computer career? I've heard they can train you for a career in IT in just a few months, including cybersecurity and the basics of AI. And you don't need prior training or experience. Now that's a recession-resistant career. Wow, thanks. I'll check them out. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. You are so supportive, and I'm so excited about your chapter at Puma and everything that you are going to bring. They certainly have the right person for the right job. And again, I'm sure I would get side-eyed if I did not ask if you have maybe a nugget of advice for someone who says, hey, I want to be a stylist. Yes, yes, yes. That You would have gotten side-eyed. We have to have that conversation. <laughs> Because that is another masterclass. But the art of styling comes along with many responsibilities, right? It is a art, everybody. Some of y'all are just shoppers, not a stylist. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Someone asked me the other day, they said, what's the difference between a costume designer and a stylist? And I said, well, a costume designer has to character develop mm-hmm. and they have to design the look, right? Um, whether they're physically designing the garment or whether they're physically designing that character, the look. Right. So when, you know, my approach is always I've always taken a costume designer's approach because I came from theater and the arts and stuff like that. So I always took a costume designer's approach into the narratives and music because I felt like we wanted to build character in order to build market and consumer awareness. And how do you do that? And also allows the artist to gradually grow naturally, opposed to trying to, you know, um, inflict something on them that's way too soon. It's like for a guy who's never worn a suit you know, why would you give him a suit that's a Tom Ford suit with strong shoulders? That's for a guy who knows where he is. He, Ooh, has, he knows good. what that feels like. So you start off more relaxed and you do an Italian. There's two parts to the art is knowing your subject and knowing what creative path you're going to take to get to painting the picture, to the, to the resolution. Now, as a costume designer, you know, you're developing that character and, that, and, and you're really understanding that how does that character sleep? Does that character have muscles? Is that character chubby? Is that character a sweater? Is that character mm-hmm. is coy? What are they trying to articulate? Are they sexy? Are they dangerous? Are they mysterious? But there's no reason why you can't take a little piece of that technique and bring it into the world of style. Absolutely. Right? Wow. Because style is, you know, it's a, it's a conversation. It's a voice. And I always employ people that want to get into styling to understand the art form, what it, you know, understanding mechanical logistics of it and understanding the business of it. And then I think it's important if you're not doing fashion editorial to understand the marketing aspect of it. Listen, even in fashion editorials, you have politics because you have the magazine has to work with certain designers. There's always going to be politics, right? Mm-hmm. But um, it's a little bit more of a, of a creative free form because you don't have anyone speaking back necessarily saying they won't wear this. With an artist, you're dealing with a person who has a, a voice who's trying to, and maybe sometimes they can't articulate it verbally but they know it in spirit when it feels right. Yeah. So whenever you're in a situation and I say, go in as a collaborator, even if you have to take charge of the situation, approach it as a collaborator, because that empowers your subject to, to, to take on the look that how your vision that you're rendering, or you're getting them to be responsible for, mm. you know, the experience, right? Because again, if I bring your dress, oh, I love it personally, but then you put it on. And you're like, this isn't me. I don't like, it doesn't feel right. And then I'm fighting you on it. Well, no, take it off. Let's get to, this is not about me. So, you know, understand what you're signing up for. It's not a hobby. It takes a huge amount of time, 
and research and it's an investment you commit to it understanding the marketplace understanding someone's body type understanding how to reimagine and tell stories through quote you know yeah, fashion and stuff yeah. it's just it's it's a lot and it will come with pushback how do you problem solve that's good right yes yes so you know if i was teaching a course on this these would be subjects that we that we deal with and these are important things well, you definitely need to be a, a professor somewhere at one of the. I am determined to get my doctor. Okay, I want it come some college. on, I come on! You have to because there are so many people who will benefit from your well. When I mean well, I mean what we can draw from. You are such a deep well of wisdom and knowledge. You understand fashion deeper than just what we what our eye can see. You understand fashion and every aspect of it, even on an emotional level. And mm-hmm. I just want to thank you for your voice. I want to thank you for just being more than a stylist. I really count you as an inspiration. And I really, really thank you for being on my podcast today. We talked about so much, but that just lets you know, it's like a, a spoke on a wheel. You're more than just fashion. You've made me, maybe even it was just for a day, say, you know, I think I just want to be all vegan today. June, just her vegetables <laughs> look so good, but... Well, you know, I always tell you, you need a sandwich. I'm like, you need a sandwich. You do, you do tell me that I need a sandwich. You do tell me that. You do say oh, I need... Yes, you are so right about it. You're like, June, I can't do anything about it. This is, you know, my metabolism. This is my gene pool. And that's what I tell people. Know your gene pool, you know? As of right now, this is what it is. My mom has said, well, maybe you, once you have kids, it's all going to change. So I haven't had they children yet to kind of find out. Yeah. But Again, Kelly got two hips. She got an inch on her hips and she was child. So it's not promise. It's not promise, but you can try. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and see, this is what I'm talking about, June. We can go and talk about stuff like this as it relates to you need a sandwich versus no, I need you right. to understand the art of styling. <laughs> Go deeper with your eye with fashion. And once again, she is the new creative director for Puma. So I'm just excited about your future there. And again, thank you so much for checking in with Michelle Williams. Wow. Don't you guys feel relaxed and calm? I just love people that can incite that type of energy into your day or they have a way of calming you. They have a way of making sure that you are okay. And I loved how June talked about the loss of her mother and how it was still heavy for her. And even as of today, how she had a moment of having to let her grief out. Like I said, we know June as being a style icon herself and how she is a stylist to some of the biggest names in the entertainment industry. But yet she still finds a way to have time for herself and to make sure that her mental health is the best that it can be. Because like I said, I've never seen June walk into a room with an attitude, angry or evil. But that's because I believe she is really self-aware and she knows how to 
self-soothe. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be honest about how you're feeling. Of course, you should be able to say, you know what, I'm not having a good day, but I'm going to make the best of it. And that's actually something she said. Or you guys, I just, I had um, a disagreement with my spouse last night or my partner last night, and it's really got me down in the dumps. But I don't feel like you should make those you love pay for everything that you've gone through. And June has said she has to work with people. So when she walks into a room of that client, she can't be having an attitude because we're going to feel that. And there is something about someone who has to literally touch you. June is in your personal space when she styles you. So it sounds like to me, she makes sure that before she enters someone else's space, that she has done her checking in with herself. And like I said, we're not going to be perfect. So if you find yourself having a bad day and if you find yourself taking it out on somebody, it's okay. We're not perfect. It's all about progress, not perfection. The first step is apologize and let them know you did not mean it. It's a difference between making an excuse versus telling somebody the reason why you've done something the way you've done it. To me, when you start making excuses, it's because the pattern does not change, nor do you want to be aware of a pattern. So you just want to say, well, this is just how my mother raised me. This is just how I am. Or I'm a Scorpio and this is how Scorpios act. No, 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 no. I just saw something today that said, stop blaming things on your sign and go see a therapist. And then again, we must become aware of how we are feeling and self-soothe. There are moments where I've had to take a deep breath and exhale. And somebody says, girl, what are you doing? I'm just breathing because sometimes I can feel anxiety rising up. But you have to self-soothe. And third thing is I hope you have a safe person that can let you be you. The happy you, the sad you, the hurting you, the angry you, whatever that is, that you can have a safe person so that when you go in front of people I don't want you to feel like you have to perform and fake how you're really feeling. So I pray that you have a safe person that you can just kind of tell them, hey, I'm about to go into work, but I want to let you know, I'm really feeling kind of angry today. My checking in moment, Proverbs 15, 13 says, a joyful heart makes a cheerful face, but when the heart is sad, the spirit is broken. Or Proverbs 17, 22 says, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. I love the book of Proverbs because it literally just gives you some life lessons, regardless of what faith you are, whatever belief that you actively practice. This scripture said that a joyful heart is good medicine or an old Destiny's Child song that talks about happy face. I woke up this morning, the sunshine was shining. I put on my happy face. I'm living. I'm able. I'm breathing. I'm grateful to put on my happy face. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. And that's that song, Happy Face. So I just wanted to kind of give you a few nuggets to know that, okay, I woke up this morning. Wow. Even if the sun isn't shining, it's definitely behind the clouds. And when those clouds move, I'm going to see the sun. But I'm going to try to be happy anyway. Happiness is a choice. And as June said, it's so exhausting to be sad. 
But once again, as someone who walks through depression and has suffered with depression, I'm speaking for myself. I do give myself permission to feel it and own it. But if it's something that I know I can get over within 24 hours, I am intentional by saying I'm not going to let this 24 hours turn into 72 hours. I'm not going to let this 24 hours turn into a week or even a month. So I hope that we've said something on this particular episode that you can take away. I hope you feel strengthened. And if there's an area where you're like, okay, I need to work on this. That's what checking in with Michelle Williams is all about. Until next time, keep checking in with yourself, keep checking in with others and keep checking in with God. Checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Boston Celtics versus the Dallas Mavericks. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR. 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. 